Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler, owner of the Seckler Law Firm, and I host this Life and Legacy radio show each and every week. To get you information I think you need to know to make good decisions for your friends, your family, we typically here talk about estate planning, asset protection work, how to protect your life savings from things like the nursing home, taxes, probate costs, all of the different headaches that your family uh, could experience. You know, we, we typically try to help preserve your life savings for the people that matter to you rather than the people in Washington, D.C., that said, this week's episode is not really about estate planning. This week's episode is going to be more of a uh, more of a public service announcement on a couple of things that I've recently um, found myself involved with a little bit that that the general public needs to know more about. Um, they're only available for certain um, people in the community. However, you probably know these people in the community, and I think you're going to find this really interesting. Um, so the first thing that we're going to talk about, that I'm going to talk about two different government programs right now that, that need to be more common knowledge. And the first is a thing called the Employee Retention Tax Credit. Now, this uh, particular topic, we did a, a full half an hour show on, plus I recorded a webinar on it uh, about two, three weeks ago. Um, super important, and, and you need to know that if you are the owner of a business, if you are in the leadership of an organization, or if you really just want to impress your employer and help them find a whole bunch of money um, that then they could turn around and pay you with, you need to pay attention to the employee retention tax credit. The other thing that we're going to talk about is um, the lawsuits that are being filed against the U.S. government in regards to people who were living at Camp Lejeune, okay? Um, and so if you know a Marine or um, a civilian who lived at Camp Lejeune at some point in time in their military career, whether that person is still alive or they have passed away, you need to pay attention to this episode because um, for the first time ever, there are now some claims being filed against U.S. government related to some poor uh, water conditions at Camp Lejeune. And, and for some veterans, it, this could be this could be sort of life-altering money. And so let's talk about these things. So we're going to do employee retention tax credit. We are going to then talk about um, filing claims with regard to living at Camp Lejeune. So first up, um, now, before, before we get into the subject matter, I have to do my little disclaimer that you should not make legal decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. This is for your education and information. Today's more for the information piece than the education piece. Um, but um, what I want you to think about is if you've got questions around either of these two programs I'm going to be talking about and you think, boy, it sounds like I might be eligible, or boy, it sounds like my dad might be eligible, or my neighbor might be eligible. Uh, I want to go ahead and give you the phone number now, 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. Um, and now let's hop into this stuff. So the Employee Retention Tax Credit. This is getting an uh, increasing amount of attention right now. This is... Uh, a tax credit that was related to um, the COVID lockdowns, okay? So um, 
the way that this works is employers, whether you own a business or you are employed by a business, every quarter employees are, fi- are required to file a Form 941 to report their employer wage taxes, the employer side of the wage tax. Um, and we file the 941s and we send off the check and, and pay the tax. Um, and what the employee retention tax credit was is it was a break during twenty in uh, the years 2020 and 2021 regarding this employer wage tax. Okay. Um, now, it came out of the same piece of legislation that also created the PPP loans. If, if you're in the leadership of an organization, you probably know what a PPP loan was. Um, it was the same. It was. It came out of the same time period, and all the energy and all the focus went to PPP. And it, this is also what this is not. Is this is not the payroll protection program. It's not the same thing, and it is also not the idle loans. So there was really three key programs that came out of the COVID legislation to help employers keep their their team, keep their staff. One was PPP. One was idle, which was a loan. This is a tax break. It's not. Uh, it's not a program from the Small Business Administration. This is. This is simply a, a tax filing with the IRS. Now, here's the thing: when the employer retention tax credit first came out, and we were in 2020 and 2021, a lot of businesses, my own included, were working with our accountants, and we assumed that we were not eligible for the program because within the, the description in the law of who was eligible for the program, it was only for those who were impacted by the government lockdowns. And a lot of companies were impacted by the government lockdowns, but they didn't necessarily suffer a financial loss. A lot of, some companies did very good during COVID. You know, I have um, a family member who owns a beer distributor. Well. During the COVID, everybody was buying beer. You couldn't even buy liquor, and so everybody was buying beer, and and they flourished during COVID, right? So he thought, well, I'm not eligible for this. We made lots of money during COVID. That's not one of the eligibility requirements, it turns out. Other people thought, well, I'm not eligible for this this tax credit because I took the PPP loan, and and it was eventually forgiven. And so because I took PPP money to help pay my staff and – um, pay for other overhead expenses. Um, I'm not eligible for the employee retention tax credit. So there, there was there was this general understanding amongst business leaders and accountants and, and a lot of people that you were not eligible for the employee retention tax credit because I either did not take a financial loss or because I, I made myself available to these other programs. And so when it came file, it came time to file the 941s during those time periods, we didn't claim the tax credit, okay? So we paid full freight on the taxes without claiming the credit. And that was during 2020 and probably the first three quarters of 2021, okay? Bear with me here because I'm kind of bearing the lead. Let's just put it out there. In that four employers who are eligible for this tax credit, it's a maximum for the year 2020 of $5,000 per employee. And for 2021, for the quarters during which you are eligible, it's as much as $7,000 per employee per quarter. So if we have three 
quarters in 2021 where we might be eligible times 7,000, that's 21,000, plus the 5,000 that we might be eligible for from 2020, now we're up to 26,000. So employers, listen to me. You may be eligible for a tax credit that you did not claim in 2020 and 2021 that could pay a maximum of $26,000 per employee. And we all missed it. Now, most people aren't going to see $26,000 per employee because there's a formula that has to go into what were the wages, what were the taxes, PPP factors into it, not from a whether I'm eligible, eligible for the program, but it factors into it for how much money did I receive for PP, uh, PPP, and then because um, you can't double dip. So if I, if I claimed PPP covered these wages, I can't claim the employee retention tax credit for the same dollars. But PPP didn't cover most of the tax, uh, most of the, the tax, and so we have to factor in PPP and do uh, and run the formula. But most people are still finding themselves eligible for some pretty significant tax refunds. All right, so who's eligible for this thing? And I think you're going to find that <clears throat> lots of business owners are eligible for the employer retention tax credit because the standard is. <clears throat> were you more than nominally impacted by a government lockdown? Okay. Were you more than nominally impacted? So what is more than nominally? And this is lawyer speak, right? I mean, I, th this is the kind of thing that drives me nuts about attorneys. But more than nominally impacted. Well, nominally, that the idea of nominally is like pretty minor, right? It, it's, a, it's a small impact. Was I more than nominally impacted by, um, by a government lockdown? So let's consider, for example... <clears throat> Um, a restaurant. So there were government lockdowns, government orders in 2020 and 2021 that either required restaurants to be closed for a while, no in-person dining, or required limited occupancy, distance requirements where you couldn't seat all your tables. Right? These were all government orders that, in my opinion, more than nominally impacted the business owner from filling all the seats and selling all the rest uh, and selling all the food right so that is um, in my opinion a more than nominal implication of a government order now let's consider somebody that may not be eligible for this um, maybe a landscaping company landscaping was completely outdoors um, I, to my knowledge there were no government restrictions that would have impacted whether uh, a landscaping company could do their job. Perhaps there was. Perhaps there's some government order that impacted your ability to get supplies you needed or equipment you needed. So, you know, you could even go down this route. But lots of companies, consider my law firm. There were many quarters, many months, during which courts were closed. Well, if courts are closed, that kind of impacts how a law firm can conduct business. I can't get my clients into the courthouse. We can't move their case forward. Um, we were also impacted, my law firm in particular, that, that serves um, nursing home residents, people that are sick and trying to get their care paid for. I wasn't allowed to go into nursing homes to see the clients, or I wasn't allowed to go into the nursing homes to market to the nursing homes um, because of the government orders restricting access to nursing homes. In my opinion, that's a more than nominal application or, or impact of a government order on my business and therefore, I have been more than nominally impacted during the quarters that those restrictions exist. And I can go back and look at those quarters and do the math and figure out whether I'm eligible for a tax refund 
because I didn't claim the credit in 2020 and I didn't claim the credit in 2021, but come to find out that there was additional guidance that was issued in 2021 that came up with a sort of more than nominal standard. And I need to go back and amend my 941s and essentially I overpaid my taxes and the IRS owes me a refund. That's how this thing works, okay? So how did this come to be? Well, back in 2020 and, and in 2021, there was, there was this real conservative approach to who thought they were eligible for this tax credit. A lot of the accounting firms thought, no, 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 no. You, you, you were not negatively impacted from a financial standpoint, or to the extent you were negatively impacted from a financial standpoint, those losses were covered by the PPP fund, so there's nothing, there's nothing else um, that we can get from this tax credit. That's not how the math works. All right. it, it wasn't, you don't have to have had a financial loss. And even though a lot of employers took the PPP loan, that doesn't mean you don't get a tax credit for the other employee wage uh, withholdings that you, that you paid. And so this is really a, a, a really interesting situation where there are lots and lots of employers out there who have overpaid their taxes in 2020 and 2021, and they need to amend their 941. So how do you know if you're eligible? Well, my opinion, and I was just having this conversation with my own uh, church, and, and listen, nonprofits, churches, you have employees. You don't pay some types of taxes, but you do pay this tax if you have employees. And so this might even be uh, 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 available for your church or for your nonprofit. Um, now, it's a factual determination, right? Was I more than nominally impacted by a government order? If the answer is yes, then we need to go do the math and figure out how much we need to claim. But the factual um, question is one that we have to answer first. And how do you know, right? Well, here's the way I suggest that you handle this. I suggest you handle this by having a lawyer write an opinion letter that says, in my opinion, my client was more than nominally impacted by the government order. Because now, if you file and you get the money, and let's say there's a very, very, listen, this is not even risky stuff. There's a very, very low audit risk. There's a very, very low risk that if they audit you, you weren't eligible for the thing. But if that would occur, <clears throat> it'd be awful nice to have a lawyer's letter in your hand saying, well, I sought counsel on this. I hired a lawyer on this, and the lawyer said that I was eligible for the program. So here, lawyer, you talked to the IRS. You said we were eligible. Right? Um, and that, to me, seems to be the way to do it. Um, get the opinion letter that, yes, you were factually eligible for this credit, and then the law firm can do the math for you and, and amend the returns and, and let them do the work um, and, and let them find uh, as much money as they can, right? Uh, and so if you need help with this, if you want help with this, my law firm is helping people with this. Give us a call at 724-546-4227. Right? And when you call, tell them I'm an employer. I'm looking at the employee retention credit Tim was talking about on the radio, and we're going to get you to the right people um, to, to help you process this, to help you determine if you're eligible. And if you are eligible, there's no out-of-pocket to you. We're, we're going to process these applications and get you the money that you've overpaid. So let me give you the phone number again, 724-546-4227. Give us a call. If you are an employer of any size, any size, if you're listening to this or if you work for an employer, if you're in a leadership position or if you just really want to impress your boss and find him a bunch of money, say, hey, boss, 
I was listening to this guy on the radio, and he said you might be eligible for a whole bunch of money. It's probably worth a five-minute phone call. Give him a call, 724-546-4227, and uh, we'll help you make that determination. All right. Now, I want to move on to the second part of this week's episode, um, which is a program, um, well, a, a new opportunity that's going to affect a lot of Marines. And I love this because, um, one, I love helping vets, and, and I think vets are, are our heroes. And, and there's a lot of people that were negatively impacted during their military service because they resided at Camp Lejeune. Okay, so Camp Lejeune is a U.S. Marine Corps base. And at Camp Lejeune, this base, the water supply is well-based. Uh, or at least it was. Um, and so what happened for the people residing at the base, which a lot of Marines did, I mean, we're talking about thousands and thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of people that are eligible for this, civilians and Marines that lived at Camp Lejeune, there were eight wells at Camp Lejeune that serviced the water supply. Two of those eight wells were, were contaminated by harmful chemicals. Marines consumed those chemicals and later developed all kinds of health issues, cancers and, and other terrible things. And the time period that is relevant is if you lived at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, 1953 to 1987, if, you're, if you or a loved one was in the military at that time, you should ask the question, was the person at Camp Lejeune? Because if they resided there, they may be eligible for this new thing. You know, there's this general idea in the law that it's really hard to sue the United States government. It's particularly really hard to sue the United States military. Um, they're considered to be immune from, from lots of types of liability. Um, so it's been known for a long time that there were people who got sick at Camp Lejeune, but there's this general tenant of the law that says, well, tough, you can't sue us for this. Right? So people volunteered to serve their country back to Korean War days, uh, Cold War days, all the way up to 1987. People were, <clears throat> well, and this would include Vietnam, people were living at Camp Lejeune, volunteering to serve their army, they might, uh, their, the Marine Corps, um, and, then, and then they got sick because of it. Some people ended up dying. And they didn't have any recourse until now. There's, there's a recent law that passed called um, the Camp Lejeune Justice Act that allows people who resided at Camp Lejeune to sort of come back out of the woodwork after all these years to file a claim against the government for injury that you incurred by living at Camp Lejeune. So this is pretty new stuff, okay? This has just become... Um, a thing that the veterans have been able to do in very recent weeks and months. And so there's many, many, many veterans who have no idea that they're eligible for a potential claim against the U.S. government. And there's many, many, many widows or descendants of veterans who lived at Camp Lejeune who have no idea that there might be some recourse. This might be the thing that took your father's life, and now there's some recourse. And so if you need some help 
will get you pointed in the right direction. I'm, I'm teaming with some law firms who are involved in this. I'm not personally um, going to be filing your lawsuit, but I'm going to get you all the information you need. I'm going to hook you up with some really good people to get the, the justice that you or your loved one deserves. So call the law firm. We're here to help you. 724-546-4227. If you have or if you personally or if a member of your family resided at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, don't wait, don't hesitate, call the law firm. We're going to get you pointed in the right direction. 724-546-4227, and um, we're going to help you um, help you out. And this could be significant money, right? So that's that's sort of the public service announcement for this week is employers – don't miss out on the government um, on the employee retention tax credit because there is um, there's significant money available for you. You probably overpaid your taxes. The IRS is hitting you hard enough. If they're going to give you a tax credit that says you you don't have to pay this particular tax this time, and you paid it anyhow because we misunderstood what the employee retention tax credit meant, don't let the IRS keep your money. Let's get the money back and file an amended 941 and tell them, sorry, IRS, we overpaid our taxes. We failed to, to, file, uh, to claim this credit that we were eligible for, so we overpaid our taxes. You need to issue us a refund. Um, and we need to make that factual determination first that you're eligible and for what quarters you're eligible. Then we have to do the math to figure out how much you're eligible for. But I'm telling you, with the, fan, the the companies that I'm currently involved with and helping, including my own, it is significant money, up to $26,000 per employee. So if you think about it, if you're if you're an employer with 10 employees, it could be a quarter million bucks. Now, you're probably not going to get the entire 26000 because you probably did take PPP or there's some other limiting factor that says you can't claim the full amount. But Okay, let's say it's ten grand per employee. Let's say it's five grand per employee. Five grand per employee with ten employees is fifty thousand dollars. It's probably worth giving us a call seven two four five four six four two two seven. You overpaid your taxes. Get the money back. They're taxing you enough. Okay. Now, Camp Lejeune vets, families of Camp Lejeune vets. There's a significant chance that you were harmed as if you are currently experiencing some sort of health problem, cancer or other, or other issues. There's a chance that that health issue is directly linked from your military service when you resided at Camp Lejeune. And up until now, if you lived there between 1953 and 1987, I mean, think about how many Marines would have cycled through this base over a 34-year time period. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are eligible for this and up until now you've never had any recourse but now you do and now you can file a claim and now you can be compensated for the injuries you suffered as a result of your military service so don't delay come get this money it could change your retirement it could it could and if it's um you know if we're talking about to the family members of a veteran who um who's now deceased um, listen, get the justice that you're likely that your father has earned. Go get the money. This is the first time it's been eligible. You can find out if you're eligible for either of these programs by calling the Seckler Law Firm at 724-546-4227. Okay? Now, 
<clears throat> I want to switch gears real briefly and, uh, and talk to um, people in the long-term care health community. Um, we are having a, an elder law boot camp on, let me get you the date, <clears throat> October 6th. Yeah, October 6th in Cranberry Township. If you are a nursing home administrator or if you are a social worker and you are in need of some continuing education credits or if you're any other health care provider and just would find this information helpful, the continuing education is only available for nursing home administrators and for social workers. But we're providing four hours of free CEUs by you coming and attending an elder law boot camp that I will be presenting. Now, during the boot camp, we're going to talk about um, all types of um, government programs that can help your patients get the care they need without making them go broke in the process. If you work in the long-term care business, you understand that people come in and Medicare doesn't cover this type of care, and so they're essentially paying the nursing home. The average cost of a nursing home is over, is over $14,000 a month these days. And so they're essentially going broke, and what I'm going to teach you is how to help your clients, your patients, get the care they need without going broke in the process. This is going to be really helpful. We're going to help some people together. Um, and in the process, you're going to get four free hours of continuing education. The event is going to be held at the Regional Learning Alliance, which is super easy to find in Cranberry Township. It's a beautiful facility. And I'm going to teach you, um, we're going to do an elder law boot camp. We're going to talk about Medicare, Medicaid, veterans benefits, and different ways that we can assist our clients to become eligible for these programs so that we can help them keep their house while still getting the care they need. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. It's the Regional Learning Allowance, the Secular Law Firm, Elder Law Boot Camp, October 6th, all morning long. Give us a call at 724-546-4227 um, to, to register for it. I hope you found this uh, information today helpful, um, but don't take any legal steps based on what you heard on this or any other radio show. If you need help, give us a call, 724-546-4227, or go to secularlawfirm.com. Thanks. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.